Australian borders, lucky for them, are reopening to the vaccinated in two weeks' time, and that includes the tourists. There will be no self-isolation requirements whatsoever. Wouldn't that be nice? With us now is Paul Bloxham, HSBC's Chief Economist in Sydney. Afternoon, Paul. G'day. How are you guys feeling about this? Oh, I think uh, I mean, Australia is making further progress in terms of learning to live with the virus. We're in that next step um, of reopening the border. And, and, and as you said in the intro, you know, reopening it more fully. I mean, it's reopened to a degree already. Uh, skilled migrants and students can already come here. And, uh, and then now in two weeks' time, they're gonna, it's going to be reopened to, to tourist visas as well. Um, this is reintegrating Australia into the global uh, economy. I might, I might add that... Um, and Western Australia hasn't quite opened its border to the rest of us yet, though, so it's not quite a complete story. But aside from Western Australia, the rest of the the rest of the country is is, is reopening, you know, almost fully, I guess, to the to the rest of the world. It's a it's a positive development as we transition to living with the virus. How long do you reckon it's going to take to entice the tourists back? Who, for the longest time, have had the message: Australia's closed. Australia's closed. I think it's going to be a tough gig. I really do. Um, I think it's going to be tough because. In some ways, Australia and New Zealand, actually, I mean, we're a long way from everywhere. And if you're going to have a holiday here, it's quite an ask anyway. And as you say, in addition to that, now we've, we've sort of given the impression we can shut the border quite quickly. Um, and so I think it's going to be quite hard to entice tourists sort of, you know, back. But, but I mean, the tourist visa is used for people visiting family as well. And that, that's, so, that's, so we've got to keep that in mind. Um, people come here on one of those visas often to see family um, that, that, that are down here. And obviously, I mean, Australia's got, much like New Zealand, it's got a lot of people who have got family from offshore. 28, 29% of the population was born somewhere else. So, you know, there, there's a lot of family connections, that reconnections that will drive some of the flow of people across borders. There is a lot of concern in New Zealand, Paul, that we're going to lose tourists who we would normally attract to you guys because you're opening you know, in some cases, at the worst case scenario for us, potentially eight months before we are, and we're still imposing home ISO at that point. Is it too simplistic to say that we are eight months behind you guys? I think you're a fair bit, you're still behind us. Uh, I, I think it's hard to peg down exactly how long it will take um, before, because it's really about a tolerance level, um, you know, because it's, it's not as though either country, you know, is, is going to be free of this thing. Um, it's now a case of making the adjustment to living with the virus and it's how quickly you can do it. I mean, there are, there are even contrasts within the Australian states, as I said earlier, you know, it, it, we, all of the states have reopened except for Western Australia, where they're still keeping a hard border to everyone, Australians included, um, to not, to, you know, to try and keep the thing and manage the thing, manage the virus. So it's not even a completely, you know, a complete story over here. So I think it'll still take quite some time. I mean, the primary thing from an economic perspective that we're watching is that in reopening the border, uh, particularly to skilled migrants and students, uh, but now also to tourists. I mean, a lot of what's going to happen is the, we're going to have an availability of skills, workers who will be able to come here because that's one of the really big things that's starting to really bite and constrain the ability of the economy to be able to grow is the availability of skills. For New Zealand, I guess one of the issues is people will be able to leave New Zealand and come to Australia. So that's mm. another thing that, we, that needs to be considered, that that might see skilled migrants moving from New Zealand to Australia and, and creating challenges even in New Zealand itself, um, especially if the flow of across the border is not as free. Although, you know, it is, it is opened up to Australians and Kiwis to be able to move across that border. Look, we look at your, um, we're looking at your borders enviously. We're also looking at your inflation rate reasonably enviously, 3.5% compared to our 59 Do you reckon that that's going to stick around with you guys for some time? 
Yeah, I, I mean, inflation's gotten going here, as you're describing, but it, it, it hasn't gotten going to the same degree as you've seen uh, in New Zealand. Um, and I think with that, the RBA here is still playing a pretty cautious line of saying, well, you know, inflation's picked up, um, perhaps unsurprisingly, because we've had quite a strong bounce back from the Delta lockdowns, the demand has been strong, and there's also been all these supply constraints. It's been hard to get durable goods, hard to get workers, all that sort of stuff. And that seems likely at least some of it is going to be temporary. It's not going to be a permanent thing. Um, so they're still sort of saying, well, we're not in a hurry to go lifting interest rates. Um, but, of course, the RBN debt has got a different kettle of fish. I mean, you know, inflation's already gotten going. Wages growth is already quite strong. Um, they've already started to lift rates. We think there's going to be a sequence of hikes from the RBN debt still to come yet. Um, and, and, so, and so the stories are still a bit different. Although, I mean, in saying that, Australia is moving in a similar direction. Rates will go up at some point here as well. Brilliant stuff, Paul. It's always good to talk to you. Thank you so much. Paul Bloxham, HSBC Chief Economist.